everyone, and welcome to the Learn to Lead podcast brought to you by Ability, an experiential learning company based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matthew Confer, and today on the show, we have Deb Smolinski, the author of the best-selling book, Brain On, Mental Fitness Strategies for Sharpening Focus, Boosting Energy, and Winning the Workday. Thanks so much for joining us today, Deb. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited, Matthew. I want to start with a major theme of your book, which is that our brain is the most powerful technology ever made, but that it needs an upgrade. Let's tackle that in in two parts. Can you talk about why our brain is the most powerful technology ever made? Yeah. So technology is all the, the rage, right? These days, it helps us function. But what we don't really realize is our brain is our computer system in this knowledge era, right? The knowledge worker, we use our minds to create work, to interact with everyone. And you can look up any study, including the APA that says we're all burned out, exhausted, overwhelmed. That means our computer is on overdrive and really not functioning for today's complex world. So I say, if this is the technology, meaning our brain, that's going to get us through every single decision, every single communication, and we want to do it in a productive, happy way, then we really need to focus on upgrading our brain for today's world. Gotcha. So what are some of the steps that we can take either on a daily basis or on a longer time horizon to upgrade our brain? Okay. So you're just going to go right in it and you want the cliff notes of the cliff notes, Matthew. So honestly, you know, our brains are over 2000 years old, so it's not a quick, quick answer. And we're working on it every day in siloed ways. So in brain on, I try to focus on mental fitness training, which are skills training that upgrade the way we think, the way we interact and process information. So cognitive skills like focusing our attention, actually training our attention, not to like look at the next squirrel coming by, Hmm. focusing our awareness on how we're interacting. So mental skills is one key part of how we do it. And I talk a lot about those exercises in the book, but also what's missing is managing our energy or our brain power. So energy management, our brain is like a finite resource every day. We get exhausted by five, sometimes 9am in the morning. So energy management and things you can do to manage your energy as well. And putting them all together at work, it's never been done before. And so taking those daily examples, which I know ability focuses on, right? Helping leaders navigate that. I call it our workday obstacle course. We basically need to train to be corporate athletes on steroids right now, because we're putting our brain through an amazing, grueling obstacle course, 464 minutes every day, probably without a break, lots of caffeine, et cetera. Hmm. So it, this is, and I appreciate you you mentioning it, we, we try to talk to people about being more effective and efficient leaders. So yeah. if you've, let's say, gone through this process for yourself individually, how can a leader foster a brain-on mentality amongst their teams. Can you share some of those strategies with our audience? Yeah. So I call that the executive training circuit, right? So you you nailed it, Matt. That's a great point. As leaders, we have to manage ourselves, our emotions, our thoughts, our stories before we can even manage others, period. 
Let's stop there. So checking in with yourself before you have those conversations, before you send out an email, before you even think about sending an email on a weekend or after hours, managing yourself to keep your brain on, which means your thinking brain is on, not your fear brain. That's how I decided on the title, right? Turning our prefrontal cortex on and then transferring those skills and showing up authentically with your team member, understanding emotional intelligence, right? So there's, I call it the captain circuit. There are several exercises you can do to manage what I call your collective team's brain and not turn them into primal mode, right? Go ballistic. It's how you show up in your emails. It's how you rally them. It's how you recognize them. Very simple things that I know in your programs and your MBA, right? Your mini MBA talk about in steps, but the captain kind of overarchingly puts you on that skills training circuit to manage your emotional intelligence, your emotional regulation, and then help others do the same. One of the things that we get a question about frequently is, you know, how do people organize their day or how do people get ramped up for a big meeting or a big call or something like that? What is your kind of, I'll call it your morning routine or what does your routine look like given that this is where you spend a lot of your time focused on brain optimization? What does it look like for you when you're getting prepared for a big meeting? Yeah, this took a long time and it's building these habits, right? So I'm still working on it every day. The big habit is not to grab my phone first thing because that's my alarm. So when I turn off my phone, I have to turn on my brain to say, don't look at the text, don't look at the email. And I've been practicing just that skill, right? Building my mental strength to not check my phone. And then I do have a morning routine where I just quickly say, wow, it's going to be a great day because your brain doesn't know the difference at that point. And so it's like, okay, we're going to have a great day. So I say something positive to myself as I do my morning routine. I eliminate the news. Rather, I try to choose myself. So I'm digesting my daily obstacle course versus digesting the news. And I'm rearranging it as we go. If I didn't get a good night's sleep, that means I'm low energy. I can't be my best self, period. So I'm calling people or I'm saying, can we push this so I can add recovery time as I go? I'm literally that corporate athlete from start to finish, navigating, managing my energy and managing my storyline and thoughts. Really interesting. What was the defining moment in getting you to where you are today? Or I guess asked another way, how did you get started in this field or this study or this topic area? What was what got you on this path? Life. (laughs) So there were four four events in my childhood looking back that really cultivated my love of learning and how I learned the power of the brain. So I had performance anxiety as a little girl in choir and band conferences mm-hmm. till where I almost passed out everyone until my drama teacher introduced me to mental fitness with the muscle relaxation and the breathing. And that helped me not only do that, but now talk to you without passing out, right? So mental fitness. And then, you know, I had battled OCD as a child too, to the extent where I would wash my hands thinking I was dying, which really, if I wasn't mentally strong, COVID would have knocked me out once again, because we all went through the hand washing thing. 
But I came across a book called Brain Lock by Dr. Jeffrey Schwartz, which one acknowledged every single thought I had almost word for word, and then told us about neuroplasticity, right? We can rewire our brain. I wouldn't write a book if this can't be done, like if we can't upgrade our our skills. And then take that. And then I had a great old panic attack as I was going into the workforce because I wasn't managing the stress load. And I learned that mental fitness could not only help me cognitively and in performance, but also healthy, right? I, I literally, my body was wound so tight with stress, I would just shake to release that energy for six months until a neurologist said, hey, you don't need medication, you need meditation, another mental fitness exercise. And then finally, as my first job in a corporate bank, I was an accountant managing billion dollar float. It was so stressful. I saw everybody else taking the, you know, the burnout warrior road. And I presented in our new hire event on stress management. And everybody's like, what the heck is that? Until our CFO said, you know, I almost died from a major heart attack. And Deb, what you're saying is extremely important. And this was decades ago. I'm not going to say how long. And I've been fascinated with stress management, resilience, brain optimization training at work ever since then. You talked a little bit about how you wake up in the morning. Do you have a specific way that you kind of go to bed? How do you bookend the day? Anything that you do at that point? Yeah. So that's a great question. I mean, these are all really good and helpful. It's simple stuff, but bookending is a is a strategy and a mental fitness exercise as on its own. So I do a gratitude practice like many. I can't write for five minutes, but what I do is I jot down in my notes um, in my phone, like, hey, I had this. It was great talking to this person. Oh, I read this. And it's not anything big. It's just saying amongst the darkness and the grueling obstacle course, what were the bright points, right? Because light then attracts light. And then hopefully I start my next day off better. I go to sleep with better thoughts. That's the strategy of having a gratitude practice before you close your eyes. Put that mental focus already in working overnight so that you can wake up fully energized the next day. I've had the pleasure of talking to a lot of authors on the show and writing a book is obviously a Herculean task. How did you tackle it? What did you learn about yourself during the process of writing this book? Oh, that's a big question, right? I can feel that in the the soul of my body. So for 20 years, I've been answering one important question to all my clients, which is, Deb, why are my employees so stressed? And I've worked with one-on-one clients, et cetera, and I just had to get it out there. So that motivation always kept me going. That and The Greatest Showman, if you've ever seen that, there's a great audition tape in the workplace by Kiala Settle. You can search it. It shows how you can be fearful, brain off, and get into brain on mode and how powerful that can be in your day. So I literally must have watched that a thousand times during the two years I was writing the book because my brain was like, how can we even do this, right? I was challenged, my, your brain goes into survival mode every moment. So these two years were one big mental fitness exercise. Plus I had a walk-up song every day, right? It was different, but I was like, oh, I would be pink or I would be, you know, it's all about when, whatever. So I had my walk-up song and then I took breaks all the time. So I practiced what I preached and basically spent two years really upgrading my mental strength. 
What are you the most um, proud of at this point? You've talked a little bit about how you worked hard on the book. You've done coaching. You've done um, consulting. What are you, when you look back at kind of this process of getting the book done and, and all of this, what are you the most proud of? Oh, what am I the most proud of? So that's taking stock and being grateful. Actually, I'm the most proud of how I've learned and adapted along the way. I was, a, you know, I was burned out just like many. And I'm most proud of never giving up, always searching for that next resource so I can be the best version of myself and having my two girls watch me grow through that. We have a lot of um, young leaders who listen to the show who are early on in their Mm. career. You talk about some of the struggles that you had and that we've all had early on in our career. What would be your advice to somebody who is just starting out on a leadership journey, maybe in a corporate environment? What are some things that they can do to help that process along or be more successful with maybe a focus on the brain? Yeah, always being aware of the stories, thoughts, and emotions you have because our brain is programmed to keep us safe. So the stories aren't going to be very nice to yourself. You know, the emotions are going to be fear. We're in a comparison world. Erase that mentally, get strong and fit. Know those words and challenge them with the breath or challenge them with the positive things or what you're most proud of. I love that question. I also think figuring out your strengths early on, whether it's the Gallup strengths or there's a free via character strength, working and aligning to what that is and what you're passionate about will always, always lead you in the right place. And even if it doesn't seem like it is, that is just your story, right? Challenge that story and keep honing in your skills, just like what you guys offer there, right? We need to keep upgrading the way we think so that we can go into this world, use our gifts and talents, experience joy, and be productive, none of which we are born with. Those are skills. This is all about the skills game. So get mentally strong as soon as you can. As a final question before we shift to the rapid fire questions, I always like to ask about curiosity. So curiosity comes up on a lot of the episodes. What are you the most curious about right now? It can be related to your work. It can be completely outside of that. It can have nothing to do with anything that we've talked about thus far. What are you the most curious about right now? Today, I'm curious about two things. My what's next? After you finish a big project, that can be your identity. I don't know. So I'm just being open and curious on what lights me up that's aligned to my strengths. So I'm practicing what I preach. And then also, honestly, my new mission is to talk about aphantasia, which is neurodiversity condition, which basically is very important for all of us. It was just discovered in 2015 and it's called, it's mental blindness. So when we say close our eyes and picture a beautiful beach, can you do that? Can you picture? Some people can't and they don't know others can. So this has been such an eye-opening experience for people that has literally changed their world. So it's called aphantasia. My younger daughter has it. She will tell me I'm like the best promoter. So thank you for giving me a chance. If you close your eyes and you can't see faces, you can't picture your dog's face, your family's face, right? It's aphantasia. Look it up, DM me, whatever. I'm happy to help point you in the right direction. I'm so curious about how that affects how we work, show up, drive, learn everything. It's it's the brain. Hmm. 
That was a really fascinating way to, to close this out. I will ask you the two <laughs> rapid fire questions that I get to ask all guests. And question number one is this. If you could describe your leadership style in just one word, what would it be? Progressive. And the final rapid fire question is this. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? I, I don't like that question. I'm going to change it. What's one of the best pieces of advice? Like that turned my brain off. I'm going to bring it back on. For today and for your leaders, as we go into the world, there is more than enough to go around. So your gifts and talents are always needed. Your unique self is needed. Bring it forward. Bring it brain on. Hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today, Deb. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Where can our listeners find out more about you? Yeah, look up debsmolensky.com or find me on LinkedIn at Debbie Smolensky. I would love that. Thank you. Well, thank you for all of the wonderful insight. Thanks to all of our great listeners, as always, for joining us. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. And we truly appreciate it when you share our show with your network. You can find me on social media at Matthew Confer. You can find our show on Instagram at Ability Sims, and you can find our organization at Ability.com. I want to thank Deb again for joining us on this episode. And of course, I want to thank all of you for joining us on the Learn to Lead podcast. This podcast is produced by Ability, a leading provider of world-class experiences that inspire, develop, and propel professionals to their leadership potential. You can find us at www.ability.com or by searching for Ability Online. That's A-B-I-L-I-T-I-E. Make sure to also check out the 12-week MBA. We've published a book with this title, and offer a fully virtual part-time 12-week MBA program that features experiential learning, interactive case studies, mentoring, and networking. Find more information about both at www.ability.com forward slash 12-week MBA. Finally, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you get our next episode. We want to thank you all for joining us on the Learn to Lead podcast.